so innately, sometimes we look through a filter of negativity around the world and gratitude actually, you know, bumps that negativity lens. It kind of fights with it. Welcome to Actualizing Success. In this podcast series, our in-house advisors discuss today's finance and technology topics with an emphasis on solutions that embrace tomorrow. Hi, my name is Carrie Weckelow. I'm the Chief Operating Officer at Actualize Consulting. On today's episode of Actualizing Success, I am joined by Najma Kurami and Millicent Tracy. Najma is the founder of Gratitude Circle, a social media app that empowers users with positivity and a widely published author on gratitude. She also has some books coming out this fall, which is very exciting because I've actually read one and that one is on gratitude and there's another one on self-care for children. Millicent Tracy is a contact I met through her connection with the Treasury Management Association of New York. She is an accomplished fintech professional who employs gratitude in her own leadership and career. We both are advisors for Tech to Empower, which connects business leaders and female-led nonprofits, helping them to scale to the next level. And I'm super excited to have both of you on the show today so we can talk a little bit about gratitude. And I'll start by just saying, you know, Najma, I'm always really inspired by the writings that you're doing and how prolific you are and everything around positivity and gratitude and really helping people, you know, see how they can empower that um, in their life. So thank you for being on this show today. Oh, thanks, Carrie, for having me. Thank you very much. Yeah. And Millicent, I mean, we met with Team Any, and I feel like we've known each other forever and your <laughs> enthusiasm and it's true. <laughs> I just, I, I've really uh, been really grateful to have you in my circle as well. So thanks for being with us today. Yes. Yeah, same with me. Same with me. I feel like we're kindred spirits. Exactly. So let's go ahead and get started. I think it's important to point out that gratitude is simple and effective. And on top of that, it's free. Najma, you've recently published an article about this idea of net profit in terms of gratitude. This is a great metaphor, especially for our audience who have a background in business and finance. Can you explain a little bit to our audience on how this net profit relates to happiness and how you came up with that idea? Sure, Carrie. So um, the equation for net profit margin is actually something that I wanted to relate to life. And so in that equation, you have certain um, components. And it's the first obvious one in any business, any successful business is total sales. So total sales, I um, equate that with recouping the pure joy and the happiness that's basically in our everyday lives. Um, but we don't really notice um, actually until we kind of pay attention and focus on, um, I guess you could say the present moment, what we have before us, like a, a meal or even the opportunity to have a nice warm shower. That's what I mean by the pure joy and happiness that's around us. And then there's the rest. So there's like a and the equation, the rest of it's basically operating expenses, cost of goods sold, and taxes, which are part of it as well. And so um, when you look at those different components, um, like operating expenses, I equate it to infrastructure, to any business. So for example, 
in life, what I equate uh, the infrastructure to is, is having a vision and a long-term goal or multiple goals in your life. So that's kind of the foundation or the infrastructure for the for your life. And that's the metaphor between business um, and life in terms of operating expenses. And then cost of goods sold, I equate that to um, your day in and day out effort um, because like in any business, you have to cycle products um, or services that you have. And so that happens every day. And then the taxes are basically obligations that you have, like making dinner or doing laundry. Um, those are things that are also part of life. How I came up with it actually was um, kind of like I wanted to equate just business to life. And I guess I got kind of creative and I came up with, <laughs> I came mm -hmm. up with that. So, um, I thought it was a good analogy to write about for entrepreneur magazine. And I went ahead and went, went with that. Yeah. I, I love, I just love the idea. And I think it, it makes so much sense. And even like from an internal perspective, like it actualized when I'm looking at like the, that net profit, it's, you know, us being grateful for our people and making sure that we're providing this place where they want to come to work. And we're, we do mid-year reviews and I'm talking with our people right now. And many times we're so hard on ourselves that we even forget to be grateful for ourselves so we can show and take some time off and just really, you know, taking that time to continue to be grateful and move forward, not only for others, but for ourselves as well. So that's great. Now, Millicent, from a business professional's perspective, would you agree with this metaphor? I mean, I, I definitely agree. As I said, it adds so much value to an organization. Um, what have you seen around this term of a net profit with your own implementation of gratitude? Yeah, so I absolutely agree and love this metaphor. Um, I, you know, I, I see that happiness should be a goal, just like getting revenue, incurring revenue is a goal. And um, you should account for quote unquote necessary expenses to incur so that you can generate that revenue slash happiness so that it's a priority for the business, for you even. Um, so it's funny when I heard a little bit about Najma's concept on net profit, and did some research, I was like, oh, okay. Because I will say during the pandemic, I did realize that I had the space finally to kind of make um, happiness or and or gratitude a priority in my day-to-day -day life where I hadn't done that before. And so I look at that, what I do on a day-to-day -day basis, just, just a few minutes every day to make it a, a point to, like it's my investment in myself and others to spend time and incur those expenses or effort on my happiness or gratitude each day. Um, and like I mentioned, I do that a little bit each day, a few minutes, like two or three minutes, a few times a day. And I can't believe what a difference it makes. And I can't believe how it kind of, it calms me, grounds me. And then that seems to be somewhat contagious with others that I interact with. So I love this metaphor, Najma. Um, thank you. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm glad it resonated with both of you. And the hope is that uh, we want to spread gratitude from this, you know, this podcast and to anyone who's interested in it and tries to kind of open that door, so to say. So I think it's definitely worth talking about. And I'm glad we're doing that.
And, and that reminds me of, and I'm glad that you're adding it in on a daily basis, Melissa. I mean, within our internal team, one of the practices we do at the beginning of the week is we say what we're grateful for, for ourselves. Like I'm grateful that I've met new people, especially during the pandemic. Um, both of you I met during this time. And then also being grateful for somebody on your team or maybe even a family member. Um, and then remembering to denote something that you like a win that you had during the week. And what I found is really brought our team closer together. And because we're sharing personally and professionally, we're getting to know each other better and what is important to each other as well. So to your point, Millicent, it is, it's contagious and it just, it just exudes this positivity and it feels so good as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I've been saying, you know, at Actualize, we really base our workplace off of an environment of gratitude, meaning like we give appreciation to our team and we fuse it into our culture. We do that through peer recognition programs, regular feedback, and just really genuinely caring about our employees and their passions. As I said, we were we're going through our review cycle right now. And I mean, I just talked with somebody and she was like, do you have any constructive feedback? And I was like, I really need you to take a vacation. <laughs> you know, like she's like, that's it. I was like, I do need yeah, you need to take some time off because in her self-reflection, she said she didn't feel like she could at certain points of the month. So I said, okay, well, it's my responsibility to make sure you feel like you have coverage for those times of the month that you don't feel like you could take off. Right. So right. it was just, it was funny because she's thinking she's getting this big, you know, review and I'm like, well, I think you should take vacation. So, um, and, and it all goes back to the gratitude and, and wanting your people to, to be happy. Millicent, can you give some specific policies or practices that you've incorporated into your leadership now that you're focused more on gratitude? Yeah, I think I have a couple. Um, the first one that comes to mind is when I was at Wells Fargo, we um, I launched something called the Customer Advisory Council, where we met with our commercial customers about 10 to 12 at a time for a day and a half. And all we spent doing during that day and a half was getting their very candid feedback on our products, our interactions with them, our overall relationship with our bank as a way, obviously, to improve ourselves and to show gratitude for, you know, being our client. And what I realized in doing that, so I did that, I, I led that for seven, seven years, met with over 700 customers. And I realized, you know, gratitude that I define gratitude, it's not just, you know, saying, thank you for any given act, but it's also, it, it can be defined in so many other ways. And I could not believe how many customers thanked us for actually just allowing them to hear their feedback. Um, they were so grateful just for being open and receptive to their feedback. And um, so, you know, that was one thing we did um, and obviously delivered so many benefits, right? Loyalty and using their feedback to direct our product roadmap. And so that was one thing that I think worked really well. And then obviously, like you said, Carrie, like even in things like, and doing performance reviews, like using something like a 360 feedback concept, whether it's formal once a year, twice a year, or it's just on a regular basis, constantly saying, you know, how am I doing as your manager? Um, 
give me some constructive feedback. I, I truly think that's a form of gratitude as well, saying, you know, thank you for working with me, it, regardless of what hierarchical, hierarchical position you're in. How can I support you better is a form of gratitude. Right. Exactly. I was actually going to say that like now, you know, I'm no longer at Wells, but I'm an advisor and a board member for tech companies. Um, I view gratitude as kind of this reciprocity. Uh, so it's not just saying thank you, but it's this evolving, I don't know, dynamic where it's anything from offering to spend time with someone talking offering to help them with an initiative, even investing and tying it back to this net profit concept. These are all gratitude investments that I can make with the hope of generating happiness revenue, not just for me, but for the beneficiaries. So I really am into this creating a vibe of gratitude that helps everybody in the interaction, um, both the receiver as well as the giver of, of the gratitude. I love gratitude investments. Ooh, yes. I might have to, can I steal that terminology, yes. Melissa? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> have it. Excellent. Thank you. That was wonderful. I, I love all those ideas. And even going to your clients and customers and them being thankful. I mean, it just shows how it can really have this ripple ripple effect for sure. So right. Najma, Going back to you, gratitude still has a lot of people who doubt its effectiveness, despite that there is scientific backing. And I know you have done a lot of research on that. So, for example, gratitude is related to 23% lower levels of stress hormones. People can reduce their dietary fat intake by 25% who keep a gratitude journal it also has been related to a 10% improvement in your sleep quality, also helping with chronic pain. This is all studies done by Robert Edmonds, who is an expert in gratitude. Can you tell us some of the things that get in the way of people adopting a grateful outlook? Yeah, absolutely. Some of the basic ones, I guess I would say, are that gratitude doesn't really have a rapid response. So... By that, I mean, um, you know, when we're living in a society where a lot of people want like, you know, quick turnaround, quick meeting deadlines, quick responses, basically. And I think what gratitude is, and you guys, you, you nailed it as well. It's an investment. And um, I actually have another analogy. <laughs> Speaking of analogies, if you use gratitude, it's kind of like a piece of great art. Uh, it requires time, let's say it's a sculpture, it, it requires time to actually make that sculpture and bring it to life. It's not like it actually forms in five or 10 minutes. You have to, you have to invest in it, like you, you all said. And by investing, it means, you know, taking um, focus and attention from the distractions that we have in everyday life, which are, which are part of everyday life and they shouldn't be ignored. But to focus on what's before you that you're grateful for, um, be it small or big. And then another thing is that people don't actually realize that gratitude is the right door to open. So people are kind of, I mean, if they hear the concept of gratitude, say in an article, whether, or a book, or, you know, in a influencer who's tweeting about it, 
they might think, okay, that's nice, but they don't really open the door to gratitude. And what happens is when you open that door to showing gratitude, you open like a domino series of doors. And so you're not just, you know, you're saying I'm grateful for, you're actually building networks. I would say, I would even vouch for networks in your brain that lead to positive emotions, positive goal setting. Not only is contagious, it actually, it lets you grow as a person. So you're developing personal growth and you empower yourself and you, you start to, that domino series of doors actually builds you as a person and it takes you to places that you probably didn't think you would before. Those are just a couple of, of things that people kind of ignore, but I think shouldn't in order to get the most out of being grateful. I love how you said it's, you know, like a piece of art and it just continues to build. And, you know, I'm have a really strong practice on mindfulness as well. But honestly, gratitude is the fastest way I can pivot my mindset if I just take a quick moment to think about, even if it's a challenge, well, maybe I'm learning something in this moment and I'm grateful for that. And it's just, it's the most powerful tool I have in my toolbox, honestly. So, right. Yeah, no, it, it, it's one of the, it's one of probably the, if you put priority in terms of what tools you use every day, mm-hmm. and these are like mind tools. If you put priority to them, you probably would, should, I mean, in my humble opinion, I think gratitude should come first. And then there's meditation, there's mindfulness, like you said, there's uh, exercise, you know, going mm-hmm. on walks. All of those are excellent things to do. But if you, in, essentially, I think, I think Oprah has a quote where you think what you think is what you become. And she elaborates on it probably way more eloquently than just that. But, um, you know, when you start to prioritize gratitude in your mind, like I was saying, it builds that network. It feeds a network in your mind as well as opening that domino series of doors or if you want to call it like, you know, connections or synapses in your brain. And then it leads to other positive things. So as we're trying to move people to get them on on board with gratitude, Millicent, what are some ways that you've helped to get people on the gratitude bandwagon? Well, so, you know, one of the ways I think, and one of the obvious ways to do that is to also just tell them and be like, be grateful, (laughs) be gratitude. (laughs) Obviously, I just mentioned that for, for purposes of being thorough, but yeah, that that's really doesn't not that effective. For me, the most effective way that is has been to walk the walk and not just talk that talk. So um, allowing people on my teams to, you know, access examples of how um, hopefully how I express gratitude or engage with gratitude, um, whether that's sitting in on a phone call or conference call or Zoom call with someone else or even seeing it played out in written communications, just kind of making and being consistent with, hopefully hopefully I'm consistent with, with engaging gratitude in all my interactions and just exposing that to people. Um, and because as we've all acknowledged, it's contagious um, and it doesn't just happen overnight, being consistent over and over time, I think helps just kind of reinforce that pattern 
that's what I've done. Yeah, no, I think consistency and leading by example. Yeah. Excellent. I agree a hundred percent. Now I'm going to ask this question. I'd like you both to answer it. Was there any kind of pivotal moment in your life or career for both of you that helped shift your perspective to be more focused on gratitude? Yeah. So for me, that's a great question. I think uh, people um, have different, you know, paths to take when it comes to finding gratitude, actually just speaking with um, a cousin at a picnic that we had a few weeks ago. And she was telling me, yeah, I've been thinking about you and your um, gratitude uh, platform, the gratitude circle app and um, the platform that comes with that. And she was saying, you know, I've, I'm going on my journey as well. And I thought, how cool, you know, everyone who finds gratitude is basically like unraveling and their journeys unfolding. And so for me, I think that started around the time when I was writing for the Huffington Post. Uh, I had the opportunity to um, become a contributor over about the course of two years. I came out with several articles for their platform when they were taking contributors from across the country. And this was the US Huffington Post. So I think at that point, I researched it more. And having a public health background, it solidified my appreciation of it, because a lot, I mean, Dr. Edmonds, who's a foremost research researcher, and Dr. Fredrickson, Barbara Fredrickson also is a foremost researcher, a lot of those types of studies that had research that I looked into to share on the Huffington Post platform with um, my readers and that audience there. Um, the research, just it with my public health background, it, it you know I could understand better, and uh, it really solidified the concept in my mind. Um, and I thought, how great to be able to practice this. And about around that time, I'd also started a gratitude journal. Um, at this point, I wasn't using it um, uh, with pen to paper. I was actually typing it on my laptop daily, I would put down three things. And then every week I would refer three things that I was grateful for. And then every week I would look back and I just noticed that your like the memories that came from showing gratitude, actually, the memories would become more positive overall. And uh, it's interesting because just today I saw another um, a psychologist on uh, Instagram. She was talking about a negativity bias that we have. So innately, sometimes we look through a filter of negativity around the world. And, you know, that's surprising to me, but gratitude actually, you know, bumps that negativity lens, it kind of fights with it, and it lets you build those positive mem memories. And so that's a long way of saying, but it started around uh, the Huffington Post time for me. I use the negativity bias a lot to help people understand that it that it is that is your first reaction right in many situations to look at the negative but if you train yourself to focus more on gratitude it'll be that you know building blocks and that ripple effect we've been talking about what about you Millicent my um i guess pivotal moment um is a bit unfortunate so my middle daughter um had passed away when she was 10 months and so after she Yes, thank you. She battled this crazy, um, rare cancer called ATRT. 
And for her, it manifested itself as a brain tumor. And usually it was a, it's a brain tumor. Um, she was the youngest child. She, she was diagnosed at 10 weeks. Um, and, you know, not a lot was known about it. No protocols or anything for treatment. Everything was experimental. And just kind of living through that experience um, afterwards it really kind of sets, it forces you to learn some lessons. <laughs> Um, and so I will say like, and it's been, I think it's been about 13 years and obviously there's not one day I go by that goes by that we don't think about her, that I don't think about her, but I literally, um, I I can say now, and this is obviously after a lot of work, um, I can say now it was truly a gift that we had that experience with her. Um, obviously I wish she was still here, but I, I feel like we, my husband and I, or I, I should I should speak for myself. I'm a better person for having um, gone through that, and she definitely taught us about gratitude and how to just be grateful about you know what, what I would call little things even. So um, that was definitely the pivotal moment for me. Thank you for sharing that, and um, it's amazing um, how many times when it is yeah. something in your life that isn't positive it moves you to um, find more peace and, and, you know, and gratitude in your life. Brene Brown, she's a researcher and a storyteller. And she said that she was blown away with the research on like when people are going through like somebody passing away or losing a high power job or their house burns down, that the number one thing that the people that were able to move forward successfully and in a positive light were those that were focused on what they were great, grateful for and what they still had in their lives. So it goes yeah. aligns a hundred percent to what you're saying for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I now am convinced that every quote unquote negative outcome in your life, there's a, there's a gift in there first, like either there was a reason it happened. It's a blessing in disguise. Like all those cliches, I truly believe in them now. Yeah, no, I, I, and I think there's a cumulative, I talk about this a lot, there's this cumulative impact that Mm -hmm. if you're constantly looking for that gift or that lesson, or how can you turn it into a positive, it's going to present itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as we're wrapping up, and this has been a wonderful conversation, thank you both. Each of you, what is one easy practice that you would recommend to someone that's just starting to infuse gratitude into their life? I'll start with that. Oh, what I do actually is that um, I, I use this mantra kind of in my head uh, and I say to myself whenever like I want to be grateful for something or shift my focus, that's more important to shift your focus to what's in front of you. And this mantra is, um, what did I do to behold this and then dot, 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 whatever in front of you or you know, whatever you're doing. And if you say that to yourself and then you kind of think, wow, you know, I'm able to do or have whatever is in front of me. I just think that's very powerful and it really solidifies the gratitude feeling and the gratefulness inside. That's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah. I love that. Right. Good one. What about you, Millicent? Um, I had to come up with something more simpler also, cause I'm trying to teach my 12 year old and 16 year old girls <laughs> to do this. Um, <laughs> and the only thing I can get them to do, and this even included me when I was trying to start is 
just to stop in the middle of your day at least once and just take a breath. Mm. Just one one mm-hmm. deep breath and then think about one thing you're grateful for. And I believe it or not, that's still hard for them to do because they think it's so silly. But I started doing that because everything else just seemed like too long or too much. And um, that helped me that helped me just kind of um, learn to like it. And now I can do it more and more times each day. Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm still working on my girls to do that at least once a day though. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have a 13 year old boy and a 16 year old. What we do is at dinner, when we are able to sit down, we say one thing that we're grateful for. Mm-hmm, um, sometimes mm-hmm. that seems to be a challenge for them too, but <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for that, that piece of gratitude. <laughs> so maybe you can do it at dinner sometime as well or breakfast yeah. or lunch. <laughs> so uh, one other thing, I don't have uh, kids yet, but my niece and nephew, um, we recently got into um, sharing a dinner time, not what we're grateful for, but kind of fits because we talk about the what is kind of a grateful thing like what good things happen during the day mm. and what bad things yeah. happen during the day so we yeah. we like to share that and they've gotten used to it a little bit when they come over so I thought that was kind of nice and fits too yeah we yeah. do we call that the highs and the lows oh yeah, Ooh, yeah. okay <laughs> I've nice. seen a new article <laughs> conversation yeah. starters on gratitude at the dinner table <laughs> yes yes I even gave, um, my daughters both have that there's like a three, I think there's a bunch of them, but a three minute journal so that each day you write down three things and, um, Mm. they can't, they can't even handle that yet. It's just like, it's too much work. (laughs) You know what? You're, you're planting the seeds, Melissa. And I love that. I love that. Oh, that's true. Good point. See, there you go. You're you're a good mom. So there you go. Thank you. (laughs) Ladies, thank you so much uh, for joining me today and hopefully we'll be in touch soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. much. Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Actualizing Success. Make sure to visit us online at www.actualizedconsulting.com where you can explore our service offerings. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or your preferred platform. If you've enjoyed what we talked about today, please consider leaving a review and following us on LinkedIn. If you have any questions or would like to share your opinions with us, please send us a note at podcast at actualizedconsulting.com. We look forward to hearing from you.